When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And now that Kansas City Field lost to the Bills yesterday, the Los Angeles Chargers now have an opportunity here to match their division rivals with that 4-2 and two record. The only thing standing in their way is another division rival in the Denver Broncos. Because tonight we get... Chargers Broncos 8 15 p.m. kickoff on ESPN do you see it happening are the Chargers going to get the better of a Broncos team that has frankly uh, just disappointed so many people that had expectations frankly far higher higher than mine for this Broncos team as we went into this season I think that the Chargers do take care of business Amber I got to be honest with you though both of these teams teams make me a little bit nervous I know the Chargers are three and two and they do have Justin Herbert But because they've only played five games, you have no choice but to look at the games in which they fell short. One was against the Chiefs. That was back in Week 2. The game was in Kansas City. That's the kind of loss that you kind of get, right? Someone has to lose a game between two teams that we think are pretty good at that juncture of the season. But we also saw them get absolutely waxed by the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that was much more mysterious in terms of how it played out. Now I know that Justin Herbert was banged up. Maybe that's the roots of it. But and Mina Kimes referenced this just about 30 minutes or so ago. This is a team that does not have Rashawn Slater. Joey Bosa is now going to be out for somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks. J.C. Jackson, who they signed for big money this offseason, has not looked like the guy that was a ball hawk for the Patriots for multiple years. They've had some legit injuries with no Keenan Allen tonight as well. They're going to impact them. But then we go to the other side of the ball, Amber, and weren't the Broncos supposed to be better on offense because Russ, and I'm using air quotes here for those that aren't watching, finally had an offense that could maximize his ability? That's what they said. I never fully understood it. I was never one of those people that thought the Broncos were a quarterback away, but that's what they said. And even in the beginning of the season, oh, the problem is the scheme. You know, let Russ cook. And Russ ain't cooking. Field, that's the reality. Is, is of it. Russ cooked? Might be the better question. Yeah, right? is Russ cooked? And I was saying it in the off season. I'm not trying to take a bunch of credit. You, I mean, listen, you know more football in your pinky finger than I do. But yeah. I was saying, like last season, given it, when you pull the numbers, we're still talking Russell Wilson, right? So like they're still good, but we're, you know he's obviously a good, solid quarterback. But we're talking about a couple down seasons. Like the trajectory was going down. Now we thought, okay, well, he's playing through the thumb injury, I believe it was last season. So there was reasons for it. Also, Seattle. We were thinking one of the reasons was Seattle. Although I don't know now when we're watching what Geno Smith is doing in Seattle, maybe that wasn't such a negative when we were having this conversation about Russell Wilson last season. But the production had tapered off a little bit. And nobody was willing to have the conversation about age. And part of the reason, probably, because now we're used to these quarterbacks being in, you know, their 40s with the standard that Tom Brady has set. So Russell Wilson, you know, nearing his mid thirties shouldn't be much of a concern then if that's the measurement, but at the same time with the production tapering off, it was okay. Then do we make anything of this beyond just, Hey, where he is. And now when he gets to Denver, we'll see a whole new resurgence here for Russell Wilson. And it appears that 
maybe the age is a factor or maybe the injury proneness is a factor if you believe that he has been hiding this shoulder injury this season. Yeah, and you know, I thought that the the discourse got interesting surrounding Russell Wilson a couple of weeks back. It got a little personal. Um it came after the Thursday night loss, so I guess not even a couple weeks back, just 10 days back, right? And I think that one of the realities of when Russell Wilson has morphed into this celebrity that extends beyond football because he's married to, I would think, a global icon in Sierra and has sort of like fashion. Like you just said, I might know more football in my pinky than you do in your entire body, which I disagree with. But Russell Wilson might have more fashion in his pinky than I do in my entire closet. Um, (laughs) Russ is an easy target is what I'm trying to get at, right? And when you play poorly, those easy targets come calling for you. But I just – there were things that were talked about this offseason that were disconcerting in the NFL. There were also things that were talked about this offseason as massive net positives. And one of them was, oh, Nathaniel Hackett is this offensive guru and wizard who helped maximize Aaron Rodgers these past couple of years, right? Put aside what you know, who you know, reputations, things you heard before the season. When you watch them right now, that offensive operation, what level of confidence does the operation only inspire in you? Uh, not much. Yeah, it just it's just <laughs> odd to me, isn't it? Odd to you, right? Like, except like there, there's obviously personnel things, right? Like, right. there's only so much you can do, but juxtapose it. This is just one example; it's not the only example. But the Broncos have more talent than the Giants do on offense, right? Right. There's a well, lot more, presumably. Yes, <laughs> on paper, yes. Yeah. But when you watch the Giants' offensive operation, mm-hmm. it looks like one that is well-ironed and meticulously thought out and executed. When you watch the Broncos, it's sort of like, it almost feels like you got two people playing Madden, but they're sharing one controller and they can't quite decide what to do. And that's the disconcerting part for this team. And we can talk big picture, we can talk small picture. Small picture, they got to win tonight because if you go two and four, you're two games back of the Chiefs, and it's not like the AFC's got a bunch of runaway teams. It's just the Chiefs and the Bills that have really separated themselves in terms of talent, Amber. But you'd be two games back of the Chargers as well, and you would look like the kind of team that would be on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Big picture is, when do we get nervous about the contract for, for Russell Wilson? Ooh, I'm I'm I, I'm like, is it a year in? Is it two years in? Is it, hey, it's going to be like, it could be fine. Like if he plays great tonight, we'll all be saying, yeah, no big deal. But like, if it doesn't continue, if it does not get better, when does it get disconcerting? I, I don't think it's concerning until maybe after the season. Okay. Like I don't I don't think now week six or it's concerning yet, even if they lose, tonight, even if he goes out and looks bad tonight, because you mentioned there how the system isn't always working and, and it seems disjointed. And I guess the explanation for that or the counter argument to that would be, hey, when you're bringing in such a veteran, high profile quarterback like Russell Wilson, you know, it's not the same as you mentioned the Giants. It's not quite the same as what you're doing with like Jones with Dable. And, you know, you're not working with the same sort of thing here. When you're bringing in Russell Wilson, you're really trying to, I I guess, kind of figure out how to now make this his team. And maybe that doesn't happen 
overnight and there's some effort there and kind of figuring out how this works and how this happens. Then if Russell Wilson's dealing with his shoulder on top of that and you're kind of trying to figure out how to best utilize these things with all due respect to him because he is such a star and he has proven so much of his worth in this league already. Maybe that's more complicated than we give it credit for. I don't know. We don't see the high profile star quarterbacks change teams all the time. I mean, Tom Brady, fine, but it doesn't happen all the time in this league by any means. So maybe it's not as easy as it looks. That would be the argument. I'm having a hard time even making the argument, frankly, field, because I'm having a hard time believing in it. But I do think that's what Broncos fans currently think. So I don't think the Heat's actually up on this team yet. It won't be up on Russell Wilson's contract for quite some time because I do think in Denver, they're still in this phase where they think – they're going to work it out. Like this is just the growing pains of bringing in a quarterback that's that high profile yeah. to this scheme. I am in a little bit of a tricky spot here because I'm my lovely wife is from Colorado. Oh, so you're, a lot of yeah. families still out there. So oh, walking on bro, yeah, you're walking yeah. So you know, you're sort of like you know, there you got diehard Broncos fans who are like, I was expecting to be five and zero right now, not two and three. So you know, I, I but you are a much more pragmatic mind on this topic, is what I would say. Well, I did hear at Barton Hahn today. They did have a radio host from Denver talking about it. And, and he said that, you know, a lot of the fans are still right now being patient with the whole experiment. Now, to your earlier point, though, when it's Russell Wilson and he is such a celebrity in and outside of football, then you, the microscope is going to be turned up on him. And certainly right now, also, we keep seeing this team in primetime. We get them in Monday night tonight. This would be the night for him to go ahead and change it all and change the narrative that right now currently surrounds this team. So Absolutely. you will find out tonight. What a huge opportunity it is. Yes. Like, no better way to shut up Nate Sayers than national TV. Absolutely. The Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Every week, we hear some of the craziest things from NFL Sunday, plus what one coach is saying about a player's post-game tweet. That is next. This is ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? 
classic Jerry Jones. This is They Said What on Canty and Carlin Amber Wilson and Field Yates filling in for the guys. Let's get started with today's version of They Said What. And for that, we start with Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back. He decided not to score field. Mm. He goes down right before the goal line, doesn't take it in when he easily could have. A smart move to try to win the game because you're not leaving too much time on the clock. Maybe not a smart move for fantasy owners, though. I'm going to get into that with you in just a moment. But here was Saquon Barkley explaining his decision. Yeah, I know fancy, uh, the fantasy fans are going to be a little upset about that. Uh, but I got a job to do, uh, and that's to do whatever I can to help my team win a football game. And anytime you know you can make a play uh, that can secure a victory, you got to do that. And uh, like I said, it's credit to the coaches and uh, obviously DJ and within the huddle and making sure we all knew that and um, we were able to do that. They said what? That's funny, Field, that he actually addressed the fantasy owner part of the story because, of course, he's right. Like, he has a job to do. His job is actually to win football games, not to help your fantasy team. Yep. But you're the fantasy guy, yeah. Field Yates, and this had to have made – you for the world you work in here at ESPN kind of pull your hair out when you see this right you know what normally I would tell you yes Amber the old me would have said yes maybe it's because you know the last year in the last year I've matured became a father nine months ago I don't know what it is but the new me not mad and here's the reason why earlier this year Brown's running back Nick Chubb had a similar situation where he had an open lane to the end zone, and if he goes down, the game is over. The Browns take knees, they beat the Jets. He scores a touchdown. Now, an incredible series of events needed to happen for the Jets to come back and win that game, but they came back and won that game. And after that, my parting wisdom to those out there that have Nick Chubb on their roster or any other player was this. Enjoy this now. It's going to help you win your matchup this week. It was not the right football decision. Mm -hmm. So the next time a player, Nick Chubb or otherwise, does this and does the opposite, you can't complain. Them's the rules. So I'm not complaining, Saquon. You made the right play. Yeah, Dems of the breaks. And you're right. Like, that's exactly what happened here. He made the right play. And this is the right move. And that's his job is to make the right plays. But I also understand as somebody who plays fantasy herself, that that was probably unbelievably <laughs> torturous oh, for I those mean, people. Nauseate, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have loved I it, but beggars can't be choosers. That's absolutely true, and that is how it goes. Let's move on to the other team in New York here with the New York Jets. Uh, Rich Samini had tweeted out, of all the eye-popping stats, factoids today, this one is hard to understand. And he wrote, Elijah Moore, zero targets, Hashtag Jets. Elijah Moore himself on Twitter retweeted Rich Samini and responded. Elijah Moore wrote, if I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. Grateful. Huge blessing. All I ever wanted. Bittersweet for him, but I'll be solid. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Don't press in. The head coach of the New York Jets Robert Sala was asked about this today on New York radio. Here was Robert Sala on the Michael K show on ESPN 98.7. 
He without sin cast the first stone, right? I don't think he's malicious at all. We're all entitled to mistakes. I, I know where his heart is. I know how he is on this when he walks in the building. I know how hard he works. I know how good of a teammate he's been. And, you know, sometimes mistakes happen, but I know where his heart is, and that's the most important thing. And I know he'll show up here today, tomorrow, and even Wednesday, and, and he'll continue to put his head down, work his tail off, and find ways to create separation and find ways to help elsewhere and find ways to keep going until the production comes. So I'm not overly concerned about Elijah. He's a great young man, and I think anyone who knows him would tell you the same. Don't press in! Robert Sala said all the right things right there. I mean, he said the coachy things. Yeah, he did. He's a great young man. The production will come, blah, 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 yada, yada. It does appear that more, you know, there's some frustration here from more, but ultimately the Jets are winning. So do we care? No, we don't. You know, today's not the day. We can have our moments. And, you know, it's been a long time since the Jets were winning like they are right now, Amber. So we're not going to take this time to lament the fact that one wide receiver sent out a couple of tweets that he hasn't deleted to my knowledge, but he probably regrets. The going's good right now for the Jets, right? You got to savor, you got to enjoy this moment while you have it. Yeah, the Jets fan wants this moment because the Jets fan ain't used to this moment. So the Jets fan certainly wants this four and two moment. Uh, The delete doesn't work, Field. Uh, When you thousand percent agree, when you live in this world of the NFL, delete doesn't work. Everyone's already screen grabbed it. I'm almost if 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 he has not deleted it, I almost respect that more because you know he knows as well as we all know. Everybody knows, like we all have it. It Lives on forever. Lives on forever. Worst. I mean, I just direct quoted it. Uh, I wouldn't need him to still have it up on Twitter in order to do that, but I believe he does. It is a funny move, though, and this is like the, you know, Twitter generation move, but saying in writing on Twitter, on a social media platform, if I say what I really want to say, you know, I'll be selfish. I'm just going to go over here and be quiet and stay quiet. Like, that is still saying what you really want to say. I was going to say, right? Like, we're not, we may not be the smartest people ever, but we're not the dumbest either. We are picking up what you're putting down, Elijah Moore. Mm. We get it. It is the same thing, Elijah Moore. So uh, you said it, and you're essentially saying it on Twitter, but your head coach is handling it quite well. Michael Clemens, uh, the Jets' DN from that game, he said that that game for the Jets felt like a home game. What did it mean for you to to see the Jets fans out there at the end of the the game? What was that feeling like? It was cool to see the Jets fans coming supporting us on enemy territory. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I looked up, saw a lot. It felt like we was at home, as many Jets fans that was there. So that was cool. Uh, probably because the Packers fans didn't have much of a reason to cheer in that game also. So the Jets fans were probably pretty noticeable to Clemens. It was a game. There was a lot of boasting from the Jets. You had Sauce Gardner. He goes, he takes the cheese. He puts it on his head. Apparently started going down, I believe, to the wrong locker room. And then Helen Lazard, like hit the cheese off of Sauce Gardner's head. Pretty great, huh? I had read. I mean, that's that's pretty remarkable. That's amazing. But the New York Jets have a reason to be gloating right now. Live in the moment. Glow. Why not? Amber to the victor goes the spoils, right? And if you can... This is a good example of a player talking the talk after he walked the walk, right? So if you're salty over Sauce Gardner putting on a cheese head and strutting his stuff, well, score more points. That's my answer. That's my retort to the people that are mad about Sauce's decorum. Here's the here's the best part of the Michael Clemens thing. Like he was asked the question about the home the, the home field advantage, I guess, in Lambeau. He says this first. Ask me again. He says, ask me again. Mm. Like, that's the best part of that whole thing. Like, he wanted to say something. Right he now, was huh? fired up. He, he had something to get off his chest. He's he like, ask ready. me again. Ask me again. 
He loves it. He loves the Jet fan showing up. And frankly, I can tell you as a Dolphins fan, the Jets fan does show out. Uh, they're there. And uh, you don't always want them there in your stadium, but yep. they're there. Uh, so or on now your radio show. actually have something to cheer for. So I do not blame the Jets or Sauce Gardner at all for having a little fun in the moment. We'll see how long the moment lasts for the New York Jets, but it certainly was in full effect in Green Bay, Wisconsin yesterday. Coming up next here on Canteen Carlin, Amber Wilson and Field Yates filling in for the guys. Where will the Packers rank in the bottom of my list of things in week six in the NFL. That's next. Hmm. You can watch us on the ESPN app. Also, of course, this is ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? This is the NFL Bottom 5. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Field Yates filling in for the guys. Field took the top five earlier in the show. If you missed any of it, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. You can also watch us live Mm -hmm. on the ESPN app, by the way. Just hit the watch tab at the bottom of the app. Field gave us his best. I'm going to give you the worst from week six. Let's hear it. Is the NFL Bottom 5. Let's go. Number five. Number five. I am starting with one that is probably going to surprise you because I'm starting with a team that won. And so it's weird to start the bottom five with a team that won. But Matthew Stafford is nearing the pick six (laughs) record. During the Rams win over the Panthers, Stafford threw the 29th pick six of his career. That is tied with Dan Marino for the second most in NFL history, Ooh. Brett Favre holds the all-time record with 32. So it feels like field within that reach. Ma- yes, that Matthew Stafford is about to eclipse an NFL record here that frankly nobody wants, and that is the Matthew Stafford experience. So he, although his team won, I mean, let's not get too excited about them beating the Carolina Panthers. But although the Rams did beat the Panthers, he still makes my bottom five. Let's move on to number four. Number four. Number four on my list is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and specifically Tom Brady ripping into his O-line. 
Now, the reason that this is number four and not, say, number one, which a lot of people had this as, like, some huge deal, is I'm not necessarily one of those people. But what I will say about what's happening right now with the Bucks is that certainly they're underperforming. There's frustrations there. And Tom Brady is living under even more of a microscope this season than Tom Brady normally lives under, which is saying a lot, Field, when you're the greatest to ever play your position ever. I don't actually have a huge problem with the greatest ever at his position at 45 years old ripping into a other players on the mm. team, even if he missed the Saturday practice right. that I heard Bart Scott say is really just a walkthrough and flip-flops. Yep. I understand it's a bad look. He's at Robert Kraft's wedding. Everybody knows it, so he misses practice. And then he also doesn't play that well in that game, and he's ripping into his O-line, and people are saying, hey, buddy, if you can't show up for the walkthrough, then you don't get to rip into them. Well, he's Tom Brady, so he kind of does get to do what he wants. But the one thing I'll say about it is that Tom Brady is living under a microscope this season. I think that pressure is extra hot because also we kind of know what's going on in the personal life. Maybe all those rumors we're kind of reading into every ounce of anger that we see from Tom Brady. And because of that, it's making my bottom five. He needs to take it down a notch and cool it. He's given us too much material. Actually, you know what? I take that back now that I've thought about it a little bit longer. Let's not. It's great for sports radio. Let's keep going. Let's move on to number three. Number three. Number three to me is the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, mm. he's finally done it. He lost to an NFC team yeah. field. Since taking over as the Ravens, start, Ravens starter back in 2018, he had got a perfect 12-0 and 0 against NFC teams. That streak, of course, finally comes to an end. Baltimore loses 24-20 to 20 to the New York, the shocking New York Giants. Number two? Number two. We talked about this at length earlier in the show. The Arizona Cardinals. They made him a move today. They traded for Robbie Anderson. We're going to find out the status of Hollywood Brown. It doesn't seem good. It seems like that foot injury is probably ending his season. They're making moves, but nobody knows what to make about this Arizona Cardinals team. They look awful. They're 2-4. and four. They look disjointed. They lost to the Seattle Seahawks yesterday, 19-9. to nine. I think Arizona coming off of all of the contracts, as we mentioned earlier in the show, GM, coach extensions, quarterback contract, everything that was made around that Kyler Murray contract. We talked about that potential contract in those situations and the contract clause and the studying and all that ad nauseum here yeah. at ESPN. Yeah. For them to go out and do what they have done so far this season, it looks very ugly in Arizona for a team that normally doesn't finish well. Now it's a team that also doesn't start well. And finally, number one, number one to me is what is happening with the green Bay. Packers. They are choking. They are choking as big favorites, by the way, that loss to the jets marked the second week in a row that the Packers lost as a favorite of more than seven points. That is just the second time that's happened to the Packers since 19, 70 they are huge favorites in these games field and yet it ain't going well for that Packers offense at all and here's the question that I have to you I'm gonna let you continue to carry this segment is do you believe it can get better for Green Bay and if so how because I'm not so sure I can I mean the only way I see it improving is that if that receiver room ends up like developing into something right that Kind of like mm. what, what we're seeing a bit in Kansas City. Because you had mentioned that comparison earlier, and it's certainly not apples to apples, don't get me wrong. But with Patrick Mahomes, it's like, all right, you lose Tyreek Hill. And so they kind of go to more of like a receiver by committee room where they're kind of bringing in all these pieces and trying to give Patrick whatever they can give him, even though you can't really replace Tyreek Hill. It's not a straight-up trade. 
if that kind of worked in Green Bay the same way with these young guys, and that was always the question is that there was going to be a need for development because you're relying on such young talent there at that position in Green Bay, then maybe of like the Rook can step up and all of a sudden he's lights out. It's just so much to ask, but that would be the way to turn it around, right? For that offense. Yeah, I would think so. I guess I just, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but Aaron Rodgers looks dispirited right now to the point that I'm wondering, like, does he think there are ways for things to get better? I, I don't know. And, I brought it up earlier. I never really know the agenda Mm. of Aaron Rodgers. I feel like with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's always like, he's like copacetic and he's, you know, like he's gone through so much in life now and there's like other interests and he's out in the woods doing whatever. He comes back to football and I don't really know. I mean, I know you wanted to be paid. Uh, You know, I know you wanted the highest per annual in the league and you got it and you deserved it. But also that's going to cost you money to go elsewhere. I know you didn't have an interest in, I guess, whatever communication you needed to have with Devonte to maybe retain him a little sure. bit more on that team talking to saying, I don't know. I never really know what's going through Aaron Rogers. Yeah, but I would imagine it's not a situation. good thing for us to engage in, right? What is mind reading? It's like not worth our time for these quarterbacks, especially the high profile ones where it's like right. trying to get inside the brain of somebody that I have so little in common with, right? Which is one of the tricks of what's taking place with both Brady and Rogers Brady. Most recently, right? People are like trying to, you know, sort of like tap into what it must be like to decide that you're going to, you know, leave your team early on Friday so you can go to a private wedding of the man who used to, who owns the team that you used to play for, right? It's like, I don't know, man, like, I can't, like, I don't have a private jet at my disposal. Like, I don't know, like, what resources go into Tom Brady executing that plan, and I don't know what's going on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers right now, but... I don't think Tom Brady is, you know, waiting in the air or like what happened to me yesterday where I missed my connection and I'm like in, you know, stuck in Dallas and can't find a flight home. I don't think that that's probably happening to Tom Brady. So probably a little bit. Probably have a bit more of a uh, more securitous, securitous route to wherever it is that you're going. Yes, you're right. A little bit more, a little bit, probably a little easier to be him, but nevertheless, uh, he's living on under much more of a microscope than I am with anything I do. I assure you of that. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career that you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits in one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply today. Coming up next, Carlin is not here, but his best play of the day still is. We did not forget about it. We will give it to you. That is next. This is ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? The Panthers haven't had a winning season since Christian McCaffrey's rookie campaign back in 2017 when they were 11 and 5 they have gone 23 and 53 since that time despite the greatness of Christian McCaffrey now on top of the losses this season which yep. it has been an ugly season already you know fifth defeat in six games uh 24 to 10 against the Rams 
on Sunday. But now on top of the losses, you, of course, Matt Rule gets fired. Steve Wilkes is now your head coach. And now the conversation turns to whether they're going to trade Christian McCaffrey. They trade away Robbie Anderson today. Are they going to trade away Christian McCaffrey? They're willing to listen to that. Christian McCaffrey is the type of person that you build a team around, Mm -hmm. but it's also a difficult position. It doesn't age well, and he still has value right now. That's right. And so think about some of the things that took place this past weekend. Are you familiar with Deion Jackson's work? I am, yes. Okay, yeah, as of yesterday you are, right? Because the guy who was undrafted out of Duke replaced Jonathan Taylor and was the highest scoring running back in fantasy this week. He had seven or eight catches on Sunday. An undrafted free agent, right? Who, by the way, the guy who was running next to him was Philip Lindsay, an undrafted player who once had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, right? So running backs, how do you value them, Amber? Like, mm-hmm. do you pay them big money? Or do you say, wait, we could get a guy at a fraction of the cost that'll get us more than a fraction of the production, which is why the Christian McCaffrey trade discussions are very, very difficult. On top of the fact that while it may be a position where you can get less, get more for less, you know, like Chris McCaffrey still a really good player. He's a franchise icon's too strong of a word probably right now, maybe. Uh, but he means a lot to them, right? Homegrown, means a lot to the community, team captain, et cetera. This is a rock and a hard place, I think, right now for a team trying to acquire Christian McCaffrey. It might cost more than they are wanting to give right now. The thing is with McCaffrey is the production is still there right now. And there's been questions about it, obviously, uh, but it hasn't totally fallen off by any means or even tapered off yet. I mean, he he did it again on Sunday, even though, again, they keep losing. This is a bad team around him, but he accounted for set over 74% of Carolina's yards from scrimmage. That is the highest percentage by a player in a game this season. It's the second highest in a game over the past 20 seasons. So he is the Carolina Panthers. I mean, not just the face of the Carolina Panthers. He is quite literally (laughs) basically the team when it comes to their offense. They're so reliant on him. So the idea of him not being there, like you mentioned, homegrown and all that other stuff, is such a weird thing, but he's also the value. He's also what they have. If you want to try to get some big draft pick, you're looking towards the future, that's the bargaining chip that you have. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Who doesn't like money? I like money. Field Yates likes money. Amber Wilson and Field yeah. Yates filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Everybody likes money. So you know what? Let's try to get you some money. Carlin's best play of the night is brought to you by Fidelity Investment. Chris Carlin is not here, but don't worry. We've got his play of the night for you. Let's find out what the best play of the night is. All right, we're going to make this real simple tonight. It is game five, ALDS, Yankees and the Guardians. Yankees minus 150 on the money line on Caesars Sportsbook. Keep it real simple. Go with the Yankees tonight. In game five, Jamison Tyone and company will find a way to get it done. He believes he's given it to you. He's given you the goods. Chris Carlin wants to earn you some money. We are about to talk about that game in just moments. Let's get to three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. There 
will be a winner take all game five in the division That's series. That's cool. Maybe tonight. Night. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe tonight. Yeah, tonight. Weather. It's scheduled for tonight. The Yankees and the Guardians. They're going to start in a rain delay, though, at the very best. The Yankees, of course, forced a game. Uh, game five with that 4-2 win in game four last night in Cleveland. Uh, Garrett Cole tossed seven innings, a two-run ball, eight strikeouts. So game five is coming your way. Our ESPN baseball analyst, Eduardo Perez, is setting you up so that you know what to expect. Here's him looking ahead. This is all hands on deck. If you're the Guardians fan, you have to be happy. You got Stefan, who's going to be available. You got your entire bullpen. Emmanuel Classe is going to be available. This is a Karinchek's going to be available. All the starters need to do is give me three innings, man. You give me three innings, you have a chance if you're the Guardians because of the bullpen. And if you're the New York Yankees, you could probably say the same thing. Everyone is going to be available, probably except Garrett Cole. A bullpen game for you coming your way, if it comes your way, if this rain delay ends and we get some baseball tonight, Field. Yeah, I I was going to say, like, I'm looking at the forecast here in New York right now. It doesn't look that bad. What am I missing here? Is it? I, I'm missing something here, Amber. And where do you stand on this side? Because who, like, are the Guardians playing with house money because of the fact that they're overwhelming underdogs and because of the fact that they've already forced this to a game five? Or are they facing more pressure because they had the chance to seal the deal at home last night and could not do so. I think they're facing more pressure because they had the opportunity to seal the deal at home, and it feels like to yeah, me. Yeah, but if the Yankees lose tonight, mm, this this if. season, which I, I know it was mostly remembered, it will both it will be mostly remembered if they don't win the World Series for the fact that Aaron Judge set the single season AL home run record. But still, right? This is the Yankees. When was the last time they won a World Series? Isn't it like? Wilner probably know. Is it like uh, last century, two thousand nine? Okay, last decade is what I meant. So, so last two thousand nine. Listen, sometimes two thousand nine feels like last century. Uh, but yes, yeah, yes. still a significant period of time. Anyway, you cut it for that team. It just feels like the Guardians' opportunity was at home, right? Ooh, and they couldn't get yep. it done, and now they have to get it done in New York, presumably again. Right now, that game is going to start in a rain delay, but game five of the ALDS is the hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Some things happen live in college football, and none more so than when Tennessee beat Alabama on Saturday. 52 to 49. This game was what college football is made of. Now, Alabama finds itself outside of the top five for the first time since I think 2019. Uh, They're no longer in the AP top five, whereas Tennessee finds itself sitting pretty at number three right now. Georgia and Ohio State sitting at one and two. Here was Nick Saban earlier today on all the penalties because Arizona, I mean, Alabama lost. They were penalized 17 times. For 130 yards, the most accepted penalties in the Saban era. So a bit sloppy there for the Crimson Tide. Here was Nick Saban. I think we got to make players more accountable in practice for doing things correctly, paying attention to detail and doing the little things right. I don't, you know, we, we can't go, you know, hang them up for doing this. There are players. We need to get them to understand 
uh, what they need to do not to allow these things to happen and understand the consequences of what happens when you do it. And I think if you continue to do it consistently, maybe we need to play somebody else. It is unusual. Maybe. Ooh. Uh, fighting words there at the very end huh like everything he said was very diplomatic until the very end where he basically said he's about to give your job to somebody else on that team but the reality is here field with Alabama is we're not used to seeing an undisciplined Alabama team and it was a game and I'm not trying to take anything away from what Tennessee has done this season either because they look phenomenal and so they of course forced some of those penalties but some of it is kind of boneheaded mistakes from these Alabama players we ain't used to seeing that. Yeah, a little bit. You're right. Um, I guess, I don't know, and maybe this is so much easier for me to say when I don't live and breathe the Alabama. Uh, Roll Tide? Yeah, I don't live and breathe. Like, I don't live inside that environment every single day. But I'm also like, Tennessee played incredible. Like, there were a couple of spots where actually the coaches left Alabama players hung out to dry. Like, multiple plays where Hendon Hooker is just targeting Hyatt as top receiver in, like, man-to-man coverage by a safety, like, not even a cornerback. So, you know, college football, you can lose a game every once in a while. It's okay. Like, Yeah, it's okay, it Bama fans. It does happen. It happens. Right? The rest of us know all blue about moon, it. You know? yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's okay to lose every once in a while. And Tennessee getting the better of Alabama and Tennessee tearing down its own goalposts and then throwing them into – the river a, a beautiful moment though for the tennessee volunteers even though it's going to cost them a boatload of money to replace those and that hundred thousand dollars Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.